Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Mackenzie Calajuri, marketing coordinator and podcast producer. On today's episode, CEO and host Tiffany O'Donnell talks to Nia Wilder, an artist with purpose. She uses her gift of film, photography, and music to produce purpose-driven art. When she's not creating, you can find her at Sparklot, a retail store created to provide small local businesses with a physical location and storefront for their products and services. Recently, she's been shifted in another direction to serve her community as Councilwoman of Ward 3 in Waterloo. Overall, Nia's goal is to walk in purpose, on purpose. Nia Wilder, thank you so much for coming on the Own It podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I don't know why. I was surprised when you reached out, but I was honored at the same time. So thank you. I appreciate it. Now, why would you be surprised? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're uh, doing awesome stuff. So much, so much stuff. And, you know, what do they call it? Uh, imposter syndrome. I think uh-huh. sometimes we, we do great things. But then once you're in the mo- when you're in the moment, you don't actually realize what you're doing because you're just doing it. You're just doing it. And so that's why you're so, why you're so good you. at it. People I pick appreciate you. People you. pick up on that. We appreciate you. Um, I, I'd love for our listeners who might not know you yet, because uh, they will know you if they don't know, if they don't know you yet, talk to us a little bit about yourself and your journey and mm-hmm. what got you here. Okay. <laughs> um, so again, my name is Nia Wilder and I live here in Waterloo. I've lived in Waterloo for the majority of my adult life and my childhood. So this is where I pour into. This is the place that I love. This is a place that I want to build and grow um, and see this location really thrive. But I am a social action entrepreneur at trade. I do photography, videography. I mentor at-risk youth and their families. I own a retail store, uh, downtown Waterloo, where we sell products for small local businesses. It's called The Spark Lot. Um, And then I also sit on city council where I represent Ward 3 here in Waterloo. That's all. (laughs) Just kidding. No, really. I try not to make that a mouthful. Like I try to keep that in one good solid breath. That's pretty great. That is pretty (laughs) great. And all of it, you know, what's interesting to me, it all very much aligns, you know, with your your mission, as you say, to walk in purpose on purpose. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible how you've managed to even weave your business into Mm -hmm. that mission. Talk to us a little bit about your store. Um, so with Sparklot, it started because I had my own, well, I still have my own clothing brand. It's called Light Gear. And I use it to sow seeds of encouragement into people that wear it and to people that see it. And I was doing it in my home. And then I had a friend that was making their merch in their home. And then I had another friend who was selling it out the trunk. And I was just like, you know what? Like we need a location where we can sell all of our products, but still make it at home because that's what we love to do. And from that thought process, from that tank came Sparklot. And everything that we have in our store is produced by someone local. We have about 31 different small businesses um, that we serve in the Cedar Valley. And we have uh, two nonprofit organizations that we serve here as well. And you've been there as an entrepreneur. So I can't imagine not only do you give people a space to, to share their talents, but you said you mentor as well. You know, how important, how important is that to you? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really everything because when I was a kid, I would have considered myself to be at risk um, just because my grades were low. 
Um, and my family, we had our own share of ordeals that we were, we were experiencing at the time. And so I feel like I would have been that kid that needed someone like me to come in and just say like, Hey, like what's going on? Let's talk about it. Or can I help you build on that? Or what can I help you do to grow and sow into you? And so everything that I do right now with my adult life, it just makes sense for my ministry and my mentorship. Every, everything falls into place. I don't know why I think it's strange still. After over 30 years of watching these things fall into place, but, you know, I'm grateful. What inspired you to get into local government? I mean, I, um, think okay. it, I guess I said it, it aligns with, with your personal mission, but I mean, it's, that's, that's a, that's a different arena. I, I speak from experience. A different arena. It is the most different arena I've ever experienced in my entire life. Just, just with the way that I was raised, like I never envisioned myself to be a part of local government or even be involved in any sort of way like that, just because that's not, that's not where I was at the time, you know, but the main thing that motivated me is I was already doing the work with the families. I was already doing the work with the youth. I was already doing the work with protesting and marching and speaking up for people and being a voice in my community unapologetically. And I was already doing those things. And then when the idea came to me and they were just like, would you ever run for city council. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, why, why would I do that? One, one. And these were my, these were my sentiments. One, I'm black. And I don't know why I felt like that discredited me in some reason, but this, these were my thoughts. One, I'm black. Two, I am gay. Three, I have locks. Four, I am not a politician. I'm a small business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I'm, I'm very outspoken. Why would you want me to do it? And they were like, no, those are all the reasons why you need to do it. You are the people and you fall into a lot of the categories that people make decisions on when it comes to city council. And so once I kind of had to have a little reality check and then I realized all the things that I listed didn't discredit me, but they actually gave me all the credit that I needed. Like they were the tools I needed that I didn't know that I needed. Oh, I was like, I'm doing this. There were, there was no more discouragement after I realized why not me, you know, mm-hmm. and after that we just hit the ground running. We did it. I pulled together my family, my friends. I told them what I wanted to do. We campaigned. We knocked doors. I mean, we ran a hard race. I we had to go through some debates. I mean, I didn't even do debate in in high school. I <laughs> so it was completely new. But my team just, I mean, they supported me and they they really convinced me. Not even convinced me. They encouraged me to be who I could be. And, and we, we made it happen for sure. Have you convinced yourself now that you've been in the, been in the role? Absolutely. (laughs) This is, this is, this is where I was supposed to be. I was, this is, this is where I was supposed to be the entire time. And I'm so, I think to myself, like Mia, why didn't you think that you could do it? Like, this is what you were supposed to be doing. Like everything that you've been doing for your adulthood literally led you to this moment. I just didn't know. I mean, and really I, I give credit to people who, you know, tapped you on the shoulder and and really pointed out to you, hey, all those things that you think why you shouldn't do it are actually why you should. Yeah. And it, and sometimes it takes that. Like that's where mentorship comes in because sometimes you have those, there's someone else that can do it a whole lot better than me. But then you have to really check yourself and be like, no, this is this is your arena. This is this is you. Um and so I'm grateful for those people. Seriously. They changed me. What is your vision? What is your, now that you're in this, you have a seat at the table, you know, what is Mm -hmm. your larger vision for your city that you love so much? My overall vision is just to get everyone involved. I know that politics is, like you said in the beginning, a different arena, 
But mm-hmm. there's so much about it that we have to know and that we have to be engaged in just so that we can make sure this Waterloo is the Waterloo that we want it to be. Because one of my favorite speakers says, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the table. And I, and I felt that to be one of the most realities, because if you're not there to speak up on your community's behalf or on your own behalf, then that that voice is just not there. And so mm-hmm. for that reason, let alone this is exactly where I need to be making sure the people that are unlike, like around in this with me are not on the table and we're there. We're at the table. Our decisions are, our, our voices are being heard. We're making decisions. We're a part of the, the positive change. I need that. So my vision is for us to all be involved and for Waterloo to be what we want it to be. Elevate the skills needed to thrive in today's dynamic business environment through Mount Mercy University's Master of Business Administration program. By enrolling, you are taking a pivotal step toward increasing your lifelong earning potential and advancing in leadership roles. Collaborate with expert professors, experience a modern curriculum, and graduate ready to elevate your career. Explore our program at mtmercy.edu. Um, you know, one of the things that we always hear is a barrier for women in particular, women lead change, we hear this. You know, it can be hard for us to not please people. It can be hard for us to not be liked. You know, being in this position, you're going to have, undoubtedly, if you're doing your work, you know, frankly, in my view correctly, you're probably going to have some people that disagree with you. You know, how do you, how do you handle that? Because that really translates, you know, across politics into the workplace and home and relationships. You know, how do you approach that? those difficult conversations and those, you know, what may be unpopular you know, decisions that you need to make are going to upset people. What's your approach to that? Um, so anytime where I'm experiencing or going through something that is difficult for me, or that is not like something that I would naturally do, I have to consult what I know first. Like my first thing is always, okay, well, what do you know? And once you can express to somebody what you know about the situation or what you know about the disagreement or what have you, and they can do the same, y'all can have a conversation. All conversations don't have to end with us both agreeing, but I feel like all conversations need to be met with mutual respect. I need to be able to hear and understand you. And I want you to be able to hear and understand me. And as long as that can happen in any conversation, any disagreement, agreement, what have you, then I don't mind what we're talking about because I won't ever be able to learn if I talk to people that talk like me, that experience all the same things like me, that feel like me. So I want to be able to learn from all people just so I can be well-versed and and really be a good steward of my community. I have to be able to hear all sides. And so I don't go into a conversation looking for a disagreement. Because I just know I'm not going to learn there. Um, And so I just go into it with an open heart, open ears. And I hope whomever is conversing with me is doing the same thing. So not not just seeking to understand, but uh, almost the the power of the level set, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, level setting and make sure that you're all talking about the same thing. I know I have an issue right now where it's, it's becoming very clear to me that I've been saying, you know, you think this organization is an elephant and I think it's a leopard. Mm-hmm. And yet we're trying to come to agreement on something. It's like, okay, unless we can both agree initially that they're both the same animal, I don't know why we're even having a conversation. So super powerful what you just said about let, let's just level set so we can have 
you know, both be on the same page as far as the conversation goes. Like, even if I do think it's an elephant and you think it's a leopard, point in point, it's an animal. So where are we going now that we know that there's an animal for us to find a solution for? And so I don't really have to agree on all the little details, but where can we align so that we can get things done? Because if we don't find a commonality or some sort of alignment, there's going to be a discourse throughout the relationship, throughout the conversation, throughout the partnership. And I just think that avoids all of that. If we understand what the common goal is, we're not going to agree on everything. I personally don't want to. <laughs> no, I love you, said, you, you said I don't I don't grow in that space. Yeah, that's not what works um, for me. Can you think of any examples where you've had um, to sort of call on call on those skills and have come out differently on the other side? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. I can't say this is the. The cone of, of 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 silence or the cone of confidence. <laughs> we got two thousand people listening. Is there anything you can share publicly? There was like right right after my campaign. Um, once once I had got elected, there was some comments being made about me online, and I called online. The oh my gosh! Online. Yeah, and this can is just this talk is, about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was, it really shocked me because I don't, I'm not the type of person to, you know, talk about people's business or just do certain things online. It's not my character. Um, and so when I seen these things were being, you know, done on me, I called the person directly and they answered the phone. I was like, Hey, I was like, this is Nia Wilder. Um, are you open to get some coffee with me this week? They were like, this is who I was like, this is Nia Wilder. I was wondering if you were open to grab some coffee with me this week. I have my calendar pulled up. If you want to pull yours up. Oh, I'm getting ready to they say, oh, I'm getting ready to walk into a meeting. I'll call you back. I said, okay, well, just give me a call back, you know, whenever you are available. And the phone call ended and they never called me back to meet up with me to have coffee. But they also didn't say anything else online about me either. And so I feel like me getting online and because I didn't do this, if I would have gotten online, commented back, that would have added so much fuel to whatever it is that they felt like they needed to say rather than me just going to them directly and letting them know I'm open for a conversation. If you feel like there's more that we need to talk about and lo and behold, I didn't even have to have the conversation, but, but I was open, open mind, open heart. I don't, I don't know who these people are, but like you said, I think maybe they, they took something away from that too. Um, if nothing else that you're an actual person, you know, which I think people forget sometimes too. Yeah. And I don't like bullying. Like I got bullied in middle school. Now that I'm an adult, like I refuse to feel some of the ways that I felt as a child. It's just not, that's just not the space that I grow in. No. Please, if you're out there, just please do not direct anything towards me on social media or the internet. My information is very public. My store is downtown Waterloo. I love to talk. I love to find ways that we can align regardless of if we disagree or not. Um, if we can have a conversation that positively impacts a place where we live, where we are raising up this next generation, I would love to do that. Well, you're a wonderful example. I mean, and Waterloo's doing some incredible, incredible things too. I know Mayor Hart's a great leader there. He's lucky to have you on council. Um, are, you, are you learning a lot? Are you glad you did it? I'm more than glad that I did it. <laughs> like I'm more than glad that I did it. And I hope that me taking this journey will inspire someone else to do it. Even if they didn't go to school for politics and they didn't take up political science or can't remember anything in the government classes or just feels like it's not something that they know about. I still would advise them to come and learn and at least come to the city council meetings on the first and third Monday of every month. Um, work session usually starts at like four 
ish, sometimes sooner. Council starts at 530. Um, but just find a way to get involved or find a local commission. Like if you are passionate about housing, join like the housing authority or community development commission, or just find a way to get involved. Passionate about the youth, go to the library and see if there are any volunteer opportunities. Um, so just no matter what you do, be the reason why something is better. Wow. Nia, you're walking that walk. Thank you so much. I got to ask you, because it's the Own It podcast, what is your superpower and how do you own it? <laughs> I think it might be, and I used to I used to think that this was what, what um, not necessarily made me weak, but I wanted to change it. I'm so I'm such a sensitive person. I'm such a caring person. My heart is just so big. I just love everyone. And then my great grandmother taught me like you have to love everyone to get to heaven. And so like I just exude love. And at some point I felt like that would be a reason as to why I would get hurt because I'm so like that. But at the same time, I feel like that is my superpower. It's because I am allowed to see love in all people, which gives me a different ability to care for them. I care for people differently just because I see love in all of them. And so I think that might be a super strength of mine is just to see love in all people. That is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about, about owning it. The things that, you know, maybe we didn't think were always so great at the mm-hmm. end of the day turn out to be absolutely what we need to be. It's so what I, I need it to be. It's who I yeah. need it to be. Yeah, that is wonderful. Nina Wilder, thank you so much. Uh, citizens of the Cedar Valley are lucky to have you in Waterloo. We're really lucky to have you on the Owner Podcast, taking time out of your busy life. So we'll look forward to more great things. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, And and again, if you want to be involved, please come to see your local city council meetings. Um, Contact your your city council person to find out what's going on in your community, how you can get involved. Um, Join a commission. And lastly, of course, I have to say this. Come to the Sparklot, uh, 328 East 4th Street, downtown Waterloo, where we provide a space for 31 different small businesses. And if you are a small business and you need a storefront, come to the Sparklot. We got you. (laughs) Love it. Best of luck to you. Thanks, Nia. Thank you so much. Fall conference season is coming up. Join us in Des Moines on October 18th through 19th to see Captain Sandy of the hit Bravo series Below Deck Mediterranean. Tickets on sale now at wlcglobal.org. We will also be in the Quad Cities for the WLC Conference Quad Cities on November 14th. Register today at wlcglobal.org. Follow Womenly Change on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.